April 4th, 2016. Animal Planet cancels Yankee Jungle after much protesting by us to get them to cancel Yankee Jungle and announced that it would seek to elevate the scientists in its programming and cast its shows as more educational. One day, we just came in and looked at each other and said, you know, no more bearded guys in the kitchen with effing pigs running through the living room. David Saslav, the head of Discovery Communications, which owns Animal Planet, told the Washington Post at the start of January, let's get back to who we really are. Rich Ross, a network exec, recently told the New York Times that we can get ratings by doing things the right way. It was really good to see this change in their direction, and I think it has been much, much better since 2016. Much better. That was really short, so let's go to April 5th, 2016. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service strengthens protections for captive tigers under the Endangered Species Act. In an effort to strengthen protections for certain captive tigers under the Endangered Species Act, the ESA, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has finalized a rule declaring that captive generic tigers, tigers of unknown genetic background, or crosses between two different subspecies of tigers, are no longer exempt from certain permitting requirements. I just want to burst into applause reading this, even though it happened back in 2016, because we work so hard to make this happen. Anyone selling tigers across state lines must now first obtain an interstate commerce permit or register under the Captive Bred Wildlife Registration Program, regardless of whether it is a generic tiger or a pure subspecies. Removing that loophole that enabled some tigers to be sold for purposes that do not benefit tigers in the wild will strengthen protections for these magnificent creatures and help reduce the trade in tigers that is so detrimental to wild populations, said Service Director Dan Ash. This will be a positive driver for tiger conservation. The wild tiger is under severe threat from habitat loss and the demand for tiger parts in traditional Asian medicine. Once abundant throughout Asia, today many species once abundant throughout Asia, today the species numbers only three thousand to five thousand animals in small fragmented groups. As a result, tigers are protected as endangered under the ESA and under Appendix One of the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, CITES. The highest levels of international protection. Tigers readily breed in captivity, however, and the number of captive tigers in the United States alone likely exceeds the numbers found in the wild, although the exact number is currently unknown. The service has worked with international partners to implement measures that ensure wild tigers survive in their native habitats and that captive tigers do not contribute to the illegal trade in tiger parts. While this new rule does not prevent individuals from owning generic tigers, extending the permitting or registration requirement to all tigers strengthens the service's efforts in addressing the illegal wildlife trade, both domestically and internationally. This rule results in a uniform policy that applies to all tigers and will help service law enforcement agents will help service law enforcement agents enforce the ESA. The final rule will publish in the final regist- Federal Register on April 6, 2016, and will go into effect 30 days after publication on May 6, 2016. For a copy of the final rule, please go to this very long URL and click on the 2016 Final Rules for Endangered and Threatened Wildlife and Plants. 
Note, Big Cat Rescue has been pressuring the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service since at least 2007 to rescind this loophole, and on August 22, 2011, after meeting with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the generic tiger issue was published to the Federal Register for public comment and got over 15,000 comments in support of our request to ban the breeding of non-purebred tigers. Carol Baskin emailed those in charge at least every six months during this nine-year process, always asking when they would finally take action. According to their Q&A, it sounds like the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service may still rubber stamp activities that really don't help tiger conservation, but it's a step. Regulations can't work because USDA and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service don't have the resources, nor apparently the will, to enforce the weak rules they have. So that is why we need an all-out ban on the private possession of big cats. You can help us get that done at BigCatAct.com. Questions and answers. U.S. Captive Bred bred Inter-Subspecific Crossed or Generic Tigers Final Rule. What action is the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service taking? The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has finalized a rule that strengthens protections for certain captive tigers under the Endangered Species Act, ESA. The final rule declares that captive generic tigers, Panthera tigris, i.e. specimens not identified or identifiable as members of Bengal, Sumatran, Siberian, or Indochinese subspecies, are no longer exempt from certain permitting requirements. Anyone selling tigers across state lines must now first obtain an interstate commerce permit or register under the Captive Bred Wildlife Registration, CBW program, regardless of whether it is a generic tiger or a pure subspecies. What is a generic tiger? Intersubspecific crossed or generic tigers are of unknown genetic origin and are typically not maintained in a manner to ensure that inbreeding or other inappropriate matings of animals do not occur. What is the CBW program? In 1979, the service established captive bred wildlife CBW regulations to reduce federal permitting requirements and facilitate the breeding of endangered and threatened species for conservation purposes. Under the CBW program, otherwise prohibited activities, such as interstate commerce, are authorized, but only when the activities can be shown to enhance the propagation or survival of the species. Registrants of the CBW program must provide written annual reports with information on activities including births, deaths, and transfers of specimens. Why were generic tigers exempted from the CBW? In 1998, the service amended the CBW regulations to delete the requirement to register under the program for holders of intersubspecific crossed or generic tigers. This exemption was based on the alleged lack of conservation value of these specimens due to their mixed or unknown genetic composition and the belief there was conservation value in exhibition designed to educate the public about the ecological role and conservation needs of the species. The intention behind the exemption was for the service to focus its oversight on populations of purebred animals of the various tiger subspecies to further their conservation in the wild. Despite the exemption, intersubspecific crossed or generic tigers are still protected under the ESA. Tigers have been listed under the ESA as endangered since 1970.
this is not written here, but it's my personal opinion. They just didn't want to deal with all these inbred, crossbred tigers. Why should generic tigers now be included under the CBW registration? By exempting holders of intersubspecific crossed or generic tigers from the CBW registration process in 1998, the service may have inadvertently suggested that the breeding of interspecific subspecific crossed or generic tigers qualifies as conservation. By removing the CBW exemption, the service can reinforce the value of conservation breeding of individual tiger subspecies and discourage the breeding of intersubspecific crossed or generic tigers. The service has finalized this change to regulations to ensure that the agency can maintain strict oversight of captive tigers in the United States. Withdrawing the CBW exemption for generic tigers would also close a certain loophole in federal and state regulations that could allow for the use of captive U.S. tigers in trade in a manner inconsistent with conservation of the species. Yeah, it's called cub petting. It places the United States in a stronger position in the international negotiations regarding commercial tiger breeding farms in Asia and trade in tiger parts. How will removal of the generic tiger exemption from the CBW regulations impact current owners of generic tigers? Removing the CBW exemption for generic tigers will not result in control of private ownership and will not impact sale of generic tigers within the state of residence or non-commercial movement across state lines. However, other activities, such as the sale of animals across state lines, would require authorization from the service before such actions could be taken. While this new rule does not prevent individuals from owning generic tigers, the permitting or registration requirement for all tigers strengthens the service's effort in addressing the illegal wildlife trade, both domestically and internationally. Tigers are listed under Appendix 1 of the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, CITES, which includes species threatened with extinction. Trade in specimens of these species is permitted only in exceptional circumstances. This final rule results in a uniform policy that applies to all tigers and will help service law enforcement agents enforce the ESA. Would all private owners have to apply for a permit before breeding their tigers? Private owners would still be able to breed generic tigers without a permit for sale or commercial purposes within their state or for non-commercial movement across state lines, provided you meet the criteria of the Captive Wildlife Safety Act. I own a male and female tiger and would like to breed them so I can give a cub to my daughter. Would I need to apply for a permit under this new regulation? <laughs> Dumb question. If you plan to give the cup away, as opposed to selling it, you would not need to apply for a permit, regardless of the recipient's state, provided that you meet the criteria of the Captive Wildlife Safety Act, if the cup is going across state lines. If you have additional cubs in the litter, you could sell them within your state to someone else who resides in the same state, or donate them to sanctuaries or others, either inside or outside of your state. Again, you would need to meet the criteria of the Captive Wildlife Safety Act if moving tigers across state lines. I'm a private owner of tigers and I often display them at fairs and festivals in other states. Would the new regulation prohibit me from doing this? The new regulation would still allow generic tigers to cross state lines for exhibition purposes as long as the tigers are not sold or being offered for sale. 
how can I meet the standard to get a permit or register under the CBW regulations to sell a generic tiger across state lines if the service is saying that generic tigers have no conservation value? The CBW registration was set up to allow institutions that were breeding listed species for conservation purposes to sell animals across state lines to other registered facilities. While it is true that breeding these animals would not provide a direct conservation benefit to the species in the wild, and therefore the service probably would not register a facility with generic tigers, it's still possible to obtain an individual permit authorizing interstate commerce with a generic tiger if the applicant meets the issuance criteria established in our regulations, i.e., if the parties involved in the sale are carrying out activities that enhance the propagation or survival of the species. While it is unlikely that such a commercial transaction would provide a direct benefit to the species, such as reintroduction, there may be indirect benefits that could be obtained from the transaction. It should also be noted that the requirement to show this benefit could be met through an individual or institution or a group of individuals or institutions together working to provide a benefit to the species in the wild. For example, if one or more zoological institutions were purchasing inter-subspecific crossed or generic tigers for educational and display purposes, they could provide support via the solicitation of donations from visitors to carry out on-the-ground conservation efforts in the tiger's native range. The service prefers a clear, ongoing commitment of several years on the part of the applicant for such conservation or research support. This ongoing commitment could be fulfilled by a group of institutions working together to maximize their resources for the benefit of tigers in the wild. What will be the economic impact on the public and small businesses? The service does not have any data on how many businesses are involved in the interstate commerce of generic tigers. The number of businesses for which an interstate commerce permit or registration in the CBW will soon be a viable option, and the economic impacts if prospective applicants are unable to either secure an interstate commerce permit or registration in the CBW program. Nonetheless, the service believes that the regulatory change is not major in scope and would create only a modest financial or paperwork burden on the affected members of the, generic, of the general public. This rule would not have a significant economic effect. If individuals or breeding operations wish to carry out an otherwise prohibited activity, such as interstate commerce, it would require that a permit application be submitted to the service at a cost of $100 to $200 per application. Submission of an application, however, would not be a guarantee that authorization will be granted. If you enjoy these video blogs of my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.